one slurp slurp boys <laughs> uh how's it going everybody um welcome to the board and browsing podcast uh my name's danny i'm sean i'm samson so uh the three of us we just kind of realized that there is so much that you can watch on tv nowadays right mm-hmm. you got like all the different streaming services you've got youtube which somehow provides everything for you um i, I like there's so many different things that you could be buying and watching at the same time that finding content to watch is just unbelievably difficult. Yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, I, I would I would say overwhelming is a pretty good word for it. So um, what we wanted to do was find a way to make your lives easier because let's be honest, categorizing things on the streaming sites is terrible. They oh, will yeah. put anything as a comedy, which I think is a <laughs> hilarious concept. Um, I actually, I had a 10-year-old that I was teaching the other day who told me that anything with Adam Sandler should be, does, like, is a good movie, which hmm. I thought was just a really funny thing, because it's not like he has bad ones, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but yeah, so what we want to do is kind of, like, just find some shows, give our honest recommendations on it, because we've got a lot of time, so we might as well use it to help save some of yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Um, so I guess we might as well just, like, talk a little bit about who we are, because we're just three random boys to you right now uh you know which one of you guys want to go first yeah sure um as i as i said my name's sean uh you know 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 these two little wackadoos through school uh you know at specifically uh college met met danny my freshman year yeah uh met samson i think i got to know you more my sophomore year through uh numerous musical theater enterprises uh, you know, I'm, I'm an English major, currently working on an education degree, uh, so <laughs> I consider myself pretty educated in the, the fine art of storytelling. And, uh, as I said, I am Samson. Um, oh, who am I? That's, that's a question. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be the ones who answer that, honestly. <laughs> Sean. Uh, Samson. Uh, Samson, uh, 5'8". Um, <laughs> incredibly stocky, mm-hmm, like yeah. like think about like Campbell's soup, but like stockier than that. I like Ooh, a tuna yeah. can, actually. You yeah. know? Um, <laughs> I'm basically a cylinder. <laughs> his hair is like George of the Jungle dreadlocks, like all the way down to his ankles. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um from uh, the Adams family. Lurch? Lurch. Lurch. (laughs) Except not as tall, not not as as well built, and not as cool voice. Yes, pretty much all those three things. When you combine all that, you kind of get Samson. Um, yeah, wait, so you guys, you guys met during, like, theater stuff, right? Yeah, we met during a production of The Drowsy Chaperone. Uh The Drowsy Chaperone. What is that? It's a musical, uh, it's a musical farce about, I don't even remember, it's about a wedding. It's like a parody, it's like a show within a show. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't. It, it, yeah. Someone does get married at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Sean was uh, Sean was a stagehand. Oh yeah, and, I, I um, moved things around. Yeah, and I was in the show. I played George, the best man, and uh, I didn't. I didn't like Sean at first because Sean was one of the only other straight theater men, and I was like, oh no. This is a threat. Wow, I actually did not know. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> if you could see the look of surprise on Sean's face when Samson wow. said it, like that was hilarious for uh, me. Here, no, oh, okay, good to know. Noted. <laughs> I thought you were pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's pretty good at this whole musical theater thing. I am but a humble chair mover. 
I moved chairs. Wow, so you felt threatened by my ability to pick up small wooden chairs. I mean, that's what it is. It's like these theater kids, we can't move shit ourselves. We're all feeble, and this kid's coming in, picking up two chairs at a time, Mm -hmm, and making me look like some kind of... Like two in each arm, or like two in general? Oh, yeah. Two in each arm. Because I know, like, the fold-up ones. strapped to his back. Yeah. He balanced two more on his head. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was okay. I was the only one who had to move chairs. Nobody else had to. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. um, good thing that, like, Sean didn't drink the tea that I uh, that I spiked with arsenic. Um, <laughs> and he became friends. <laughs> and then, I'm trying to think. So I met Sean because uh, we were both in the same year at college. Yeah. So I met him because we lived in the same dorm freshman mm-hmm. year and would hang out and, like, we always used to go out for food, like, constantly. Oh, yeah. I Like, the freshman 15 is absolutely real. <laughs> and I think if I wasn't oh, doing, no. like, a sport during that time, I would have gained way more than that. As someone who was not doing a sport during that time, I can say that, yes, <laughs> that is how that works. Yeah. And then, uh, how did I meet Samson? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Probably at a party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah, because I knew, I knew his girlfriend, um... And then I probably met that introduction through there. But I also remember, I think the first time I really saw you was when you did that play uh, with all the Greek stories going on. Oh, and you were Hercules. No. Oh, wow. That's not how want somebody to know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, no, like, they all did theater. I never did because I was like, eh, I'm not going to really leave my room. But um, I just remember, like, seeing you guys in plays over the years and, like, coming out to watch all your stuff. Because, Sean, you also did improv, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And because and you, you lived with Luke and Adam. Yeah, so uh, two of the well. guys that I lived with actually were on the same improv group mm-hmm. as Sean, so uh, I wound up like interacting with him more often because of that. Yeah, even because obviously we, we hung out a lot when we lived in the same building, but yeah. after that I still saw you all the time because uh, uh, I had to spend so much time with Luke and Adam. Pretending to be funny. Pretending, yeah, pretending to be funny. And laughing and, uh, at their jokes. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, just in-jokes, just laughing at our own Jokes, sniffing our own farts, that sort of thing. It's like the Ouroboros where, like, the tail's connected and you're just laughing constantly. Like, no yes. one's stopping. And as soon as you do, it just picks back up. Disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a little bit about us. We'll probably talk more stories and stuff about ourselves as time goes on. As it becomes but, relevant. Yeah, exactly. But um, I guess I got a question. Uh, what have you guys been watching lately? <sighs> Sounds like you want to answer first. <laughs> No, I just know how the oh God the I. Oh, All right, man. if we I can I can go first if we want to get into weeb stuff right off the bat. Let's well, go that's straight the thing into is it. I'm gonna go into weeb shit. Oh, oh no, we're all gonna go into weeb shit. Uh, all right, no, cool. Okay, that's so I, I I might need some time so I can think of something non weeby that I can okay, talk I, about. Yeah, I, I can also. I, I mean, we we thought about the Mandalorian. We yeah, that's true. That. We were yeah, we were thinking about the Mandalorian. Um, I I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I really? was watching part of the Mandalorian. I think I like Star Wars. I think I'm not in love with it. So mm. I didn't appreciate it as much as I probably should have. I don't know how you felt on it. Well, I'm I've been a Star Wars fan for a long time, um, and I'm not I'm not someone who necessarily hated the sequel movies. I didn't love them, but I I didn't think they were the worst things ever. Some people saw the Last Jedi, uh, and were like, "This is my entire world burning to the ground." I didn't necessarily <laughs> think that. Um, but I definitely got less invested in Star Wars with those movies, because uh, the last one I seriously enjoyed, I think, was Rogue One. Mm. Uh, Solo, I thought was fine. Uh, Force Awakens, I also thought was fine. And then, you know, the last two most recent ones, I'm, I'm even blanking on their names, even though I just said them. 
uh, the Last Jedi, Last Jedi and, uh, and Rise, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I thought they were just fine. So I didn't have much hype going into the Mandalorian necessarily, other than literally I was I was excited to see Baby Yoda and mm. understand Baby Yoda memes. That's true. Um, and I have to say, the Baby Yoda content in that show is prime. It is a juicy steak served medium well, delicious. I could have it all day, every day. So I actually went to Disney World uh, on vacation while The Mandalorian was like still airing. And we went to the new Star Wars land. It was my parents and I, because, you know, you got to check out the new Star Wars land. And they didn't have a single thing of merch for Baby Yoda, which I thought was just like a waste of money at that point. Yeah, and didn't they take all the stuff down off of Etsy? Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, I I bet that's because maybe they didn't realize Baby Yoda would be as popular as he, she, it became. (laughs) And then, like, they saw that. They were like, wait a minute, we could be making this money. So maybe they just hadn't, like, mass-produced anything. So they're like, all right, let's shut that down. Let's make some of our own. And then let's get that sweet Disney money, even though they are Mm. Disney. So I think one of the things they were saying was that they're actually going to release it in, like, March, which is a bit delayed for how popular it's been lately. Yeah. Because at the time of us recording this, this is in, like, January. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been off the air for about, like, a month, maybe less, like, a couple weeks at this point, but it has been confirmed for season two, so I'm, I'm kind of shocked that they wouldn't capitalize on the success, because it's the only thing to really watch on Disney Plus right now. Right, well, I guess apparently, too, um, I, I heard the other day that um, Hasbro has all the rights to the Disney toys, oh. um, but they didn't make anything for, like, I think specifically Baby Yoda, it might have been Mandalorian stuff in general, but um, like now they're saying like Build a Bear has like rights to like stuffed animals and stuff. Oh. So like they're gonna make they're pushing to try to get a Baby Yoda out before uh, Hasbro can do anything. Um, and I guess there's like a whole race to get out like Baby Yoda merch now. <laughs> well, I can I mean I can only imagine because it, it just seems like a gold mine. I mean the the thing is so freaking cute. Like how can you not want to buy a a Baby Yoda plush even if you haven't seen it. You know, just to appear culturally relevant by so having that little green man. I actually have a conspiracy theory, which because they weren't capitalizing on the merch, I think it's kind of disproven. But what if Disney and Star Wars and Lucasfilms were responsible for the Area 51 green alien memes because they wanted to test how well a tiny green alien would do in the market and then they watched it blow up and had that meme page and everything but then when nobody showed up they're like all right everyone cancel the delays like push it all back Mm. like it, it sounds kind of fake but also at the same time so if it was successful and they did raid area 51 and find aliens disney would be able to purchase them and and use them to, for live action star wars content so i think you're making some sense there <laughs> disney wanted to get their hands on those authentic alien bodies disney also owns everything now like yeah. they just bought fox and i don't know if you guys saw the trailer for new mutants no i haven't no. so a while back i think it was like three oh, wait, years ago you did see yeah okay so like three years ago they released a trailer for this movie called New Mutants, which was going to be like a horror X-Men type thing. It's like a bunch of kids, they have their powers in a mental institution, and they are just kind of like fighting their own psyches and also some villain. I don't remember what the villain was. But the movie just kind of fell under the radar as all of Fox's X-Men things collapsed in on himself (laughs) because they were terrible. And then um, recently, because after the acquisition, they actually put up a new trailer for it. It looked like they're trying to restructure some of the movie and put it all back together, and it looks really, really good. I'll have to check that out. No, speaking of uh, Fox 
X-Men stuff being terrible. Dark Phoenix. One of the worst oh, movies I've ever seen. Garbage. That Just was garbage. Terrible. And and I it's I think back, I've watched the entire movie. I was conscious for that entire movie. I remember so little of it that like I, I couldn't even give you an idea of, of what the main villain's goal was other than to get the Phoenix Force in some way for some reason. <laughs> that wasn't even the main goal. plot was it part not? of it. it. It was like Jean Grey was dealing with the Phoenix Force yeah. and then the alien trying to get her, which I thought the whole time was Emma Frost, but it clearly wasn't, <laughs> um, was like a side plot. So you're watching her like slowly body invade, but then eventually make her way to the Phoenix Force. Yeah, well, they're lining up. Um... But I, no, I it's it. And we I actually watched it with Samson. It was a double feature, Toy Story four yeah. into Dark Phoenix, yeah. and I was riding off this Toy Story four high because I actually kind of enjoyed that movie. And then Dark Phoenix started, and oh, I think the biggest the biggest disappointment for me is that they really wasted Quicksilver in that movie. Yeah, because um, he was. I mean, he had a part in that opening space scene. I don't even. Re- it didn't. I don't remember it being particularly interesting. I think he taped them all to the chairs or something like that. I, I don't really remember what it was. But then they took him out for the rest of the movie because I don't know. Jean Grey tripped him or something like that, and he rolled his ankle, which is like, uh oh, <laughs> star quarterback's out. But I think it's just because they painted themselves into a bit of a hole with the last two of like he is so powerful yeah, that how yeah. can he possibly lose? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think the unfortunate thing that happened was the Quicksilver scenes were the best parts yeah. of all of the new yeah. X-Men movies. Like, I, I think back to, like, Days of Future Past where he's running around that... Or not Days of Future Past. Um, The one that happened... Uh, first Class? Was yeah. that the one before it? Yeah. Where, where It was. No, he class. was in First Class. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah, where he uh, breaks out Magneto. Because yes. Magneto was in prison. And then he was like, oh, I had a dad who... Or, like, my dad's supposedly like this. And it's like, oh funny <laughs> not your father but maybe you know mm. um but that scene where he's just like running around and like dodging bullets and like eats the soup in the air like that was the best part of the movie it looked awesome yeah, yeah. um yeah. I- i'm a huge comic book fan too like i love everything marvel i love everything x-men like those are some of my favorite heroes so to watch these movies like self-implode on themselves <laughs> is is it hurts me a lot so i'm really hoping for this new mutants one to be like Really top quality. Yeah, because there's no reason that we can't have good X-Men content. Um, I mean, I guess the reason is that they, they, they just can't make a good script for them, because I I've, I've thought that was in a lot of ways. Because the special effects generally looked fine. I think that the casting was, was pretty good. It was just the story. So often, I didn't feel like I had any reason to be invested, and the stakes felt all over the place wildly different at any given point. For Dark Phoenix or for all of the For ones? For most of the, the newer ones. Um, mm. It's been too long since I've seen any of the, the old ones, like X2 yeah. and all that stuff. I used to love those. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah, I loved X-Men 1 and 2. Um, those are like up there like with Spider-Man 1 and 2 for me. Mm. Like, not, Rainy. not Maybe <laughs> not quite there, but like they're pretty good. What about Spider-Man 3? Do they Ooh. hold up? Yeah. Like, as much as people riff on them, those Spider-Man movies hold up over time. Yeah, I love those movies. I Actually, one of the biggest disappointments of my entire life was, um... Actually, I was too in love with Spider-Man for it to even be a disappointment. What happened, though, is, like, for Spider-Man 3 came out when I was in the fifth grade, and they were like, there's gonna be three villains... And I just, like, shit myself. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what more could you ask for? And I gathered all of my friends. I got, like, a squad together of, like, four, like, 11-year-old boys. And, like, we were like, 
My parents weren't with us. We got tickets for opening night of Spider-Man 3. Yeah, and night. I don't know if like I have ever felt so much excitement and wonder as that moment where like the big Sony thing came up on screen. Mm. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm about to see this. It's been so long. And then uh, the dumpster fire that is Spider-Man 3 started playing. <laughs> but like, oh man, that movie is like, like I honestly have come around to it. It's like so bad that it's like, pretty great like honestly underrated uh, kind of underrated in terms of just like pe people just talk about it as if it's just like an atrocity that needs to be swept under the rug where it really should just be i feel like loved a little bit more for what it is well i i think a big part of the reason that those movies get so much well i i was gonna say hate but even more than that getting memed on so much is because uh, Toby Maguire. The faces. Toby Maguire. <laughs> I, you know, I think it makes some sense because Peter Parker is supposed to be kind of like a nerdy, like not so popular guy, but Toby Maguire just makes me lose it in all those movies. You can take any still from it, and he's making like some weird sort of like, I have to like throw up, but I'm also in love and scared. He's making all of those faces at once and crying. Do so yourself a favor, and as soon as you get the chance, look up a compilation on YouTube of Toby Maguire crying <laughs> with Spider-Man. It's maybe one of the greatest things you will ever see. So I guess going off of that, would you say that like meme culture allows these movies to become more popular and more enjoyed? Because like off the top of my head, there's R slash Raimi memes, which is just like mm, there's yeah. a guy on there who will post uh, a quote from Spider-Man every day and make a meme out <laughs> of it. And like when you take a movie like that or like The Room where it gets memed the shit out of, I feel like it has an influence on how we view these movies. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um like, I think it's also interesting. I think those movies, like, have a couple of different things going on where, like, I think at the time they were so much easier to take seriously, but when you compare them to, like, the modern Avengers and, like, what a modern superhero movie is, uh, what I kind of dislike about modern superhero movies is, like, they take themselves so seriously or all the jokes are so, like, um, still, like, kind of serious, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody takes a swing with, like, a weird joke. Like, those old Spider-Man movies, like, were just, like, kind of weird, and they didn't take themselves <laughs> seriously enough. I mean, Sam Raimi is, like, a, a master of, like, uh, camp, you know? And, yeah. Um, I, I think that they, they aged weird in the context of, like, what we have now, but I also think that, like, I don't know, I think memes make it harder to take that seriously, and I definitely think they have also like played a heavy role in like the way we interpret those movies now yeah i don't know it's like there's some movies that really capture this like holy crap i can't believe this is my first time trying this or like this is actually happening and i think one of the things the sam raimi movies do well especially in the first one is capture that feeling yeah mm -hmm. like i can think of a handful of movies off the top of my head um spider-man one uh, I guess part of Spider-Man 2 when he gets his powers back. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban where he's on the hippogriff. <sighs> yeah. And like when you watch these movies with this childlike joy on their faces because they can't believe this is actually happening, I feel like it also makes the movies better. But it's tough to then compare them to the way modern superhero movies mm. go. And about, my dad talks about the original X-Men movies a lot on how he very much enjoyed them because he... Um, not, he's like a, a decent Marvel fan now, but historically he was always like a comic reader because obviously there, there were no, uh, superhero movies for the longest time other than like 
Spawn was an early one. Well, no, and there, there was, like, were. They Spawn just weren't any great. good. Like they've got that like Howard the Duck and like the Lou Ferrigno Hulk movie. Well, yeah, but I guess I guess what I mean is that they weren't like the blockbusters that they yeah. are now. Okay. And and so he was saying that for like these original, not so much Spider Man, but the original like X Men especially, he was like, oh, it was just so cool to see all that. Yeah. And and I do think that that part of the reason why. I I have not been I was not much of a huge fan of the the original X Men movies when I watched them, but I didn't I think a big part of that was that I was expecting like a bit more spectacle and like you know maybe some stronger effects and stuff like that, mm. and then and also I think it's important to remember that the original comics especially are also kind of campy at times and you know yeah. like. Um, there's that still, I don't know what it's from exactly, but it's like, Lex Luthor has stolen 40 cakes. Like, who would do such a thing? And I think that's from, like, a children's book, but it, I still think it captures that early, that energy that a lot of early comics had. And and I think in that way, then the movies were kind of products of that, whereas now, oh, man, like, everything is dark. Yeah. Like, it just, you know, comic book storylines, I think, it, not to say that they never touched on, you know, important themes in the past or, like, heavy themes in the past, but I think now there's just that, like kind of expected like grittiness griminess to them like mm. it makes me think of like Christian Bale Batman oh yeah uh, where it's just like blah, 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 as opposed to like <laughs> I'm Adam West come on buddy let's go get this bomb otherwise it's gonna kill some people <laughs> like the George Clooney like bat nipples type <laughs> thing or, like, like Dan DeVito as the penguin yeah, yeah, the, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, Mr. Freeze just spouting yeah. off, what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the Ice Age! Which isn't true, as far as I'm aware. Do you but... think he came up with all of those ice puns, or someone else was responsible for I like for to it? think he did. I and don't... <laughs> how proud do you think whoever came up with it was at the time? Oh, they were like, this is peak cinematography. They were like, this is a script. Yeah, there was a very excited dad somewhere. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. You have like a guy in the audience who's like writing down the jokes. He's like, you know what? I'm going to use that next time we have like a cold day out. Like, uh-huh. like pretend it's the actual Ice Age. So the other question I was thinking of when you were talking about the movie's experience, do you guys go to see a lot of movies in theater nowadays? I, I... I try to. There's some. I am. I'm of the opinion that there are some movies that are just so much better in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I take a lot of the Marvel movies as that. Not all of them necessarily. Um, but like for me, like Endgame. Uh, oh, absolutely. Infinity War. I'm trying to think like something like Civil War. Even to a certain extent, some of the early ones, like Captain America 2, Winter Soldier, uh, blew me out of the water in We theaters. saw Deadpool together we in theaters. We did see Deadpool yeah. together. Deadpool was another good one that I enjoyed in theaters, but Deadpool 2 I didn't feel that I needed to see in theaters. Mm. But there's movies like that that I feel like I have to see in theaters. Kind of recently, not too long ago, was like last... Oh yeah, the most recent summer, uh, like Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm. That was something that like I didn't think it was going to be a great movie. But I knew that it was going to be so much better in theaters than it would ever be, like, on my laptop or, like, on a TV. Yeah. Because there's just something there about seeing Godzilla, like, actually be to you, like, 30, 40, 50 feet tall and hearing, like, the surround sound, like, boom, that that really gets something across. Whereas, like, uh, like more story-driven movies, I guess, or things that maybe are pulled more by the like just the raw emotional acting. I don't necessarily feel like I need to see those in theaters if if like I don't have to. Or not that didn't make any sense, but I don't feel like I need to see those in theaters because I can I still think I can get that kind of emotion from like a regular sized screen. 
Yeah. Where yeah. it's there's that that like the spectacle is less in the size and the scope of the thing, and it's more of in the the technicality mm. of of like the acting choices, maybe the directing choices. Um, and it's not even just necessarily like these big movies because I would say like a Wes Anderson movie is pretty fun to see in theaters. Yeah. Because yeah. then you have this whole. He he's one of those directors that I feel like every single shot is just visually interesting. Mm-hmm. And then when it's so big, you have a lot to look at and you can really take it in. Uh, so he's someone that I would prefer to see in in theaters as well that isn't uh, like necessarily that big action like blockbuster. Yeah. See, um. I love seeing movies in theaters, and I'll try to see as many as I can, but, like, it's so expensive now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I didn't, like, start complaining about this until, like, the last year when, like, now the the closest theater is, like, almost $15 for a ticket, which is absurd. I mean, like, we're in, like, Worcester. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not like we're in, like, New York City or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's ridiculous, but, like... I'll I'll usually try to like wait for like one of the days they have discounted tickets and I'll see whatever I can because like in addition to what you said Sean like I completely agree with you there are definitely those movies where like I feel like I need to see this in theaters but like I also like there's just like something I don't know like I I was a film major like I really really like watching movies and like for me uh, I've always loved the theater and I also really like there's just like something special about um being in that space with other people and mm. having that same experience yeah. and sharing it with strangers is like I, I find it kind of profound and I think it's really awesome um, I, in addition to that um, I also like seeing things in theaters because uh, it's it's so hard when you watch a movie like at home because you can just get up and pause it and mm, like go yeah. do something else like you you take yourself out of it so easily you know, like, there are certain movies where I'm like, I need to see this in theaters or I'm not going to do it in a straight shot and it's going to ruin the, like, you know, momentum of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, uh, Samson and I recently saw 1917, and I think that, you just made me think of that so much because especially since it was one take, not one take, it was one shot, um... And but it wasn't. Wasn't it made to look like it was one oh, take. It was made to look like it was yeah. one take. But I just mean obviously, you know. Okay. Yeah. They had to no, take I haven't seen takes. the movie. I've just heard incredible things. It's like on my to watch list almost immediately after I'm done, like with everything. Yeah, and I, and I think that the have being in the theater for that, I think just with all those, you make such a good point with like so few distractions. Everything else is dark. It's all that you hear. Mm-hmm. I think that really, like, even if it wasn't like a crazy war blockbuster. I haven't seen Birdman, so I don't know any other one-shot movies, but I think that so really good. lets you just get into that space and be like that kind of floating third-person head that mm-hmm. follows the characters around, and you stop thinking for a little bit about everything else, whereas you're, you're absolutely right. And when you're just watching on your couch, like, oh, got a text. Like, let me check that yep. real quick, or oh, let me just get some water. I can pause it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that will just, like, take you right out of it, whereas the intensity otherwise is like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that some movie theaters are actually offering, like, subscription services. Mm. So you can buy a monthly pass, which allows you to go three times a month, and then you can see any movie you want. Or not three times a month, three times a week. So you can see any movie you want. Like, AMC will allow you to reserve your seats, like, so you don't even have to wait online and don't have to see the trailers if you don't want to. And I think capitalizing on the fact that people want to see movies but do not want to pay often is really, really smart by mm-hmm. theaters right now. Do you think you'd do that? I I think I would. I think if I was nearby an AMC that allowed me to like not have to drive an hour or so each mm-hmm. way, I would definitely be willing to because 
seeing a movie in theater is a great experience. Like, I can think of so many great movie experiences I've had with friends going to see them. I remember I went to go see the Green Lantern movie, that horrible one with Ryan Reynolds, right? And my friends and I, this was, like, as Marvel movies were starting to become more popular and they had the end credit scenes. And we were sitting there, and the credits are rolling, and, like, they did all their scenes, whatever, and the guy's cleaning up the theater. He's like, you do know, like, there's nothing else left, right? Like, there's no more part of the movie. And one of my friends turned to him, and he's like, I paid $11 for this movie. I'll be damned if I don't read every single man <laughs> and woman on the credits there. And, like, you don't get that when you're just sitting at home because no. it's not the same yeah. experience there. I felt really bad for the guy because we definitely took up a whole aisle, like, <laughs> making his life miserable. But to us, that was a funny thing that I'll remember for a very long time. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other movies and stuff that I've been seeing recently. We were talking about the Joker movie, yeah. which kind of yeah. combines... Uh, the comic book aspect that we were looking at and then also just the movie experience aspect because mm-hmm. I went to go see Joker in theaters. I don't know about if you guys did either. I did, yeah. Yeah, and I, I found myself enjoying it more because of where I was and then seeing what everyone's reactions to it were. Yeah, oh man, I remember specifically, uh, we watched that one together as we well. We did see that we, one We together. see a lot of movies together. Um, yeah, it just makes it worse that you're trying to I'm kill me. I'm all alone. They, they don't invite me to anything. I was I was lucky enough to get them to we show saw, up we here. We saw It 2 together. We did That's see true. It 2 together. Good. That was good. Oh, but um, but my, my point about the Joker, uh, that it was really weird when when some people would laugh at things that were like not necessarily jokes, or if you're like taking the movie seriously, are like... A little troubling or something like that, <laughs> yeah. like a brutal death. And someone goes like, "Oh, whoa!" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know. It really looks like he has lost his mind now, and this is supposed to be taken as kind of like a a pretty intense beat." I think, um, I think one of the parts that specifically, and this isn't really a spoiler, but at some point he's he's um, like flipping through his note, his his joke journal. Oh yeah. And then like some porn falls out or something like that, and. It's just, like, really awkward and, like, a sign that he's just not right. And there were a couple people who were just, like, really losing it from that and then laughed for, like, a bit too long as well. Like, oh, (laughs) naked people. Well, you know what it was? They were like, oh, I've been there. Like, I I know what it's like to drop porn out of my notebook full of jokes on a daily basis. (laughs) Too relatable. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh, of course, like, been there like i know how he's feeling right now like <laughs> i love a relatable protagonist like <laughs> the joker as a relatable protagonist like okay. oh yeah imaginary like well, things happening to you that's honestly like what i thought was most concerning about that movie is like mm. people people like because like oh man like i know we're joking but like also there are definitely people that like were like relate you know what i'm saying like found it relatable or were like trying to like relate too much to like because that's like the that's like that's where i do kind of agree with some people on this whole topic too is like um when you make basically taxi driver with the joker uh (laughs) people like the joker and people will always be like he's like one of those people that like he's one of those characters that like people will always try to be like oh i identify as like the joker even though that's not a character you should identify with yeah and uh yeah, that that's that would kind of concern me about that movie, and that's where like, yeah, it it does become concerning when people are laughing at weird parts, and it's like, uh oh. <laughs> like, 
And uh, you know, I, I, not trying to be like the the joke police here. Like, what is okay and not okay to laugh at? Defines comedy. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> now I'm going to define comedy. But it, you know, I think I I don't know if it was like a marketing thing or something, but I feel like some people went into it trying to take it as a comedy. Yeah. Which, and I think you were right calling it like the taxi driver with Joker. I think it was definitely supposed to be like a look at like the dark side of the Joker and like. I mean, all sides. Of yeah, the Joker all sides are of the dark. Joker are dark. But I mean, like, <laughs> like a, a dark take on the Joker origin story, where it's like the only focus. Because obviously, you know, in something like uh, Dark Knight, you still it's still like obviously a very dark thing. But there's not so much of a focus on the Joker's backstory, because he just makes up multiple ones throughout the movie, and it's almost more of a focus on just like I'm, I've been saying spectacle a lot, but like the spectacle of everything that he does and how like just like there and like crazy all his decisions are at any given moment and like these incredible plans that have like seemingly no out whereas in the Joker it was more of just like wow uh this guy is not okay no <laughs> I mean I the when people ask me because I, I was speaking to someone recently and they're like oh have you seen the Joker like would you recommend it the way I describe it is you are watching the mental decline of a man mm-hmm. you're watching him collapse in on self because his world is falling apart and you kind of have to decide do you want to watch this because it is so told like it is told so well that it kind of feels like it needs to be shown more since mental health is not taught like talked about as much as it should be or do you want to watch it because it's the joker and you know it's a superhero thing and it's like yeah you're watching this but also at the same time like you want to see what the joker becomes so i always like to describe it as if you want to watch the mental decline of a man go on as his life falls apart like that this is a great movie for that it's not a happy movie in any sense there are funny moments but it's not a happy movie yeah and that's that's why i like it so much is there's there's no niche that feels fills my needs as much as uh watching two hours of a man mentally fall apart <laughs> that is, that's my my favorite type of movie he doesn't even need to watch a movie he looks in the mirror and sees as i'm like he's falling apart mentally <laughs> like Sa- samson is the joker Watched him do it before. Yes, you know, so he'll be hanging out like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Then he just stays in there for two hours. And then I just hook the corners of my mouth and turn it into a smiley face, and then I turn it into a sad face. Yeah. And I'll just record it for two hours. Oh my god, we gotta talk about Joaquin Phoenix, though. Because as much as we're talking about this movie overall, and the director, Todd Phillips, was incredible, Joaquin Phoenix stole the show. It would not have been as good if it wasn't him doing this specific Joker. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. It... He, I, I'm not super familiar with all of his acting portfolio, for lack of a better term, but you can, you can tell that he just 100% put him into that, put himself into that character and, and like 100% committed to it. It just looking at him physically throughout the movie. Oh my god, yeah. He just, it, he, he looks unhealthy, like especially in the scenes where he just has his shirt off and is like stretching around and playing with his gun. You just like, what did he do to his body to get ready for this? And it makes me, I mean, I, is he is he a character actor? Yeah, no, he lost fifty pounds for this role. That's insane. He, I, I can barely lose five, and he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna drop fifty and look terrible because it'll make it even better. 
Um, yeah, no, he 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 lost weight. The other role I always think of him when it, that comes to mind is him in Gladiator as Maximus. Oh, I forget oh. he's in that. Oh my god, yeah, Gladiator is to this day one of my favorite movies of all time, and he is phenomenal in it with Russell Crowe. Like the yeah. two of them play off each other really, really well. Um, but I I think Joaquin Phoenix dove headfirst into this role because you kind of have to like. You see Heath Ledger, yep. who was, I, I think we can all say, was the best Joker ever so. hit screen, television, whatever. Um, and then you've got Mark Hamill, who I think has the best voice for Joker. Uh, you guys can disagree with me if you want. No, I'm 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 pretty there with you on, on the Mark Hamill Joker. I think it's just I- iconic. And he also, in, in a different way, I think he really throws himself into it, where if you ever see... Like behind the scenes clips of him, he's he's really like getting the physicality there differently, of course, than uh, uh, Mr. Phoenix. <laughs> but um, y- you can tell that he's he's definitely putting his his all into that voice acting. Yeah, and I, I think it absolutely shows. Yeah, uh, and then you got like Jack Nicholson who did a great Joker. Like you can't really argue about that one. I've um, never seen all of that was, movie. So which one was that? I I that's can like never first, remember if it was a TV Batman show or a movie. Like, that's 1990s uh, Tim Burton Batman. Maybe. Oh, that's yeah. My dad would always show me them, so they kind of like blur together when I watch the older ones, but I remember his performance like with these giant balloons and, and like filled with laughing gas. Mm. Um, that, that was something I kind of missed from like the uh, Christian Bale series of Joker. Just like the laughing gas and the comedic value. Like yeah. he was very serious in it. No, Christian Bale Joker was, was just pretty much like just a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a, it wasn't even, I mean, he was dressed as a clown, but. The clown theme kind of stopped there. I mean, he made his people dress up as clowns as well, but there wasn't that, like... I mean, not that regular Joker isn't essentially a terrorist as well, but he at least was a terrorist that would, like... you like, oh, and this bomb is, like, a chattering set of teeth, and then yeah. it explodes. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, terrible, of course, yes, yes. But, yeah. you know, you got to give him some points for sticking to that theme. I, I agree. But, yeah, no, like, you, you take a look at all these Jokers, and I think... When you're following up a performance of Heath Ledger, who everybody knows as Joker, yeah, and you're following up uh, Jared Leto's terrible performance in Suicide Squad, Oof. which we will get into another day because yeah. I want to talk about the fact that they're making another movie, That's but it's just yeah, with James Gunn, I, I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but when you when you take into consideration people's like expectations are low, you really have to go out of the park for this, and mm. I think Joaquin Phoenix is the type of actor who is willing to do that. Yeah. All right. I'm coming in with some hot takes. I'm ready for these hot takes. <laughs> you ready for these hot Absolutely. takes? Absolutely. Um, all right. So um, I don't think Joker should have gotten nominated for as many awards as it did. Mm. Um, in addition, okay, well, let's unpack this oh, one I was going to say, can you remind yeah, me yeah. of what it was nominated for? Oh, man. I'm going to look it up. Was it 11 yeah. awards it got nominated for? It was like something ridiculous. It got the most award, uh, nominations for uh, Oscars out of, out of any other movie. And um, yeah, and like... It's Todd Phillips, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Todd Phillips. Oh, God. Okay. I Also, Tom, Todd Phillips is kind of a douchebag. Um, I don't know. So, for reference, Todd Phillips directed all three Hangover movies. He oh. wrote, yeah, he did. He wrote two and three, the bad ones, right? Like <laughs> Two wasn't that bad. It had its two, moments. But, but this is what I'm I saying about Todd Phillips. Is Todd Phillips uh, just basically copied the screenplay of the first one and added in different variables and um, then found it off as his own. Um, Todd Phillips said about uh, the Joker that... Um, oh, he didn't say this about the Joker. He said a lot of weird things about the Joker, though. Um, but he did say... Um, he said uh, that he couldn't make a comedy in this day and age because... Uh, 
because people are too sensitive now. Well, <laughs> I don't like. Yeah. It's like, no, Todd Phillips, I just don't think you can write comedies very well. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't exactly call the Hangover movies the the peak of comedy. No. I, I I enjoyed them, but yeah, no, yeah. You, you gotta you gotta say that the first one was pretty revolutionary. Yeah, but he didn't even write it. He I just, know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like Todd Phillips has really contributed very little to film, and like. Yeah, I, I think he's just kind of like he, he's he's like an edge lord. He's just like such an edge lord, <laughs> and like he's just like I feel like he's dedicated like all of his press surrounding Joker to just be like, I'm edgy. It's like mm. it's like dealing with like a a sixteen year old Reddit atheist. Like, <laughs> like I know, you know like you're really going um, for these like niche categories as you describe them. Um, and um. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but like, I wanted to like ask ask what you guys thought. Um, uh, my 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 cousin and I were having a conversation about uh, Joker, and um, he was saying that like he'd love to see like a movie about mental health that's like not like uh, you know like superhero. Would, yeah. Well, he, or what he was saying was like that he or like a depiction that wasn't acting TM. You know, like because um, like Walking Phoenix in this movie is acting TM you know like it's like I, I feel like and, and I can't like necessarily argue with it is like it's like I, I feel like there's so many of these movies that like use mental health uh, discussions as like a crutch mm. um, versus like actually talking about mental health in a productive and useful way Yeah. and like when you have this whole movie based around like mental health issues like it should at least be trying to say something. And, like, I don't really... And this is my thing with the the whole movie, is, like, I don't really understand what the point is. Like, <laughs> why did he make that movie? Like, what is the message in that movie? Is there anything at all? Like, <laughs> the only thing that I that it makes me think of is when he goes, what do you get when you mix, like, a psychotic loner with a society who throws you out? And, like, if that's the point of it, well, that's pretty... Maybe not the the smoothest execution. Yeah, I, I I kind of have to agree with that. That I'm not exactly sure what we were supposed to take away. And I, I think we've talked about this before. That I think that it they 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 walked an interesting line of trying to of making this like movie that centers around mental health, but then also packaging it in a superhero film like yeah like bundle because it 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 it's kind of a clash of two things. Two, I don't know, it's a kind of a clash of two things. What a meaningful sentence. I feel like it's it's taking these two genres, which are very separate, not saying that mental health is its own genre, but like, you know, these movies about the mind and stuff like that and kind of jamming it in with some superhero stuff. And while the Joker, I think, is an appropriate character to start that, or not to start that, but an appropriate character to, to do that, yeah. I it, it, it doesn't seem like it was necessarily the most intentionally done. What I think happened was they recognized they like this character, right? He is a crazy man with no allegiance to anything and is willing to do whatever it takes for his goals to be accomplished. And they thought if we were to do a character about mental health, he fits the perfect picture because he is so truly insane. And I just think they kind of ran with the idea that this is a good character 
forget about the world building. We're just going to focus on this man and try and give, like, a backstory to the Joker, which is one thing I also don't really like because I like the animosity of the Joker. I like that you don't really know it. I know sometimes in Batman comics they'll do um, that he is the one who killed Bruce Wayne's parents. So they, like, Uh, tie it all in together. I'm not a huge fan of that. I think it's the fact that it can be anyone and anyone can become the Joker is a really unique take on it, but... I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I think that's that. That's a good point because when you watch the Joker, it you very specifically kind of get this feeling of like this person was always unsound to yeah. some degree. Uh, a, a part of that being like you know an abusive upbringing, which can happen to anyone. But I think there is a lot less of that sense of like because it seems. Correct me if I'm wrong. That they kind of do go for this like society poisons. Sort oh, absolutely. Of thing. But. It's, it feels harder to me to make that point when you're dealing with someone who you're kind of selling as having always had some sort of, like, association issues and, and issues with dealing with society in general, because then you're, it, it feels like less of a point of, like, society did this to this person, because this person was also having full hallucinations about having, like, a loving girlfriend. Yeah. You know, like, it's... Of, of well, spoiler alert. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, think I mean, we, at this point, like the movie's been out long enough, so a little bit earlier. Yeah. As well, I I, I forget something yeah, about that's like, fine. Recent scenes. Um, yeah. No. No. Yeah. So the point being, like, I I do think it takes away a little bit not having it be like a like average Joe can be corrupted by you know like the ills of society as opposed to like guy who already has like serious problems has them extended by society which is a point you can make but it Mm. kind of feels like they were trying to make both yeah and i think the weirdest part about it um and not really spoilers just like more of a discussion of the overall arc but oh yeah kind of spoilers you might not want to listen to this if you haven't seen it we can't we can give a little warning so people know um but uh that that's kind of my 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 confusion with the 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 film too is like uh, god damn i i taking so many like film classes has made me now call movies films and I sound like an <laughs> asshole all the time. Um, you did that without saying film. You sound like an asshole all the time without that. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you're, you're on brand right now, I, if that makes I, sense. Perfect. All right. I'm, I'm making it work. Um, but what you were saying too is like um, about like society contributing to like those issues and like that's where this movie seemed borderline irresponsible is because it was like, oh, Okay, so, like, if you have mental health issues, it kind of, like, it, I feel like it makes it seem like, oh, it's okay to, like, have rage, violent, rageful acts out towards society if it turns you that way. Because he's in understanding that, like, it's, it's like, weird. Like, there is that line where it's, like, you know, like, what do you get when you mix, like, a loner that's, like, been, like, you know, discarded by society, whatever it is. And, like, and then, uh, like... It's it's weird because you're not supposed to be rooting for the Joker, but isn't that the theme of the movie? Isn't that yeah. like supposedly the message is that like we should treat people with mental health issues better? And if like that's the message, why are we mixing that with like extreme violent? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's definitely a yeah. villain. Like, because yeah. that that almost validates. He does murder people. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Like you it, can't avoid that. It fact. almost makes it seem like it's valid to respond with violence to, uh, you know, societies. Yeah. <laughs> like, giving sure him a hero comes. complex. Like, they, they want to make him less of a villain, but in the end of the day, he is a murderer. Yeah. yeah and, 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 you know, the other thing is that in 
in the the comics and most other source material, the Joker does not have like hordes of fans. I mean, no. he has his cronies. No, he's got uh, Harley. Harley's really true. Intense. True, but I mean, like in this, you yeah. have like the people protesting, like with the clown masks and yeah. stuff like that, because they're like, oh, this public figure, not this public figure, this 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 figure known to the public is like doing things that we the public support. All right, so we're just about out of time, so I think it'd be good to just say, like, what your recommendation of this movie is. Would you recommend people watch it, especially as the Oscars are coming up and it's been nominated? (sighs) (laughs) You go first, Danny. I honestly do. I, I really enjoyed the Joker movie. I think it was kind of a fun experience, but also really, really sad to watch. I loved... Watching Joaquin Phoenix, I talked about it a lot. I think he's a great actor. I think it's one of those movies that's worth seeing because people are talking about it, and I think people are going to talk about it a lot more as the awards come in. Um, yeah, I, I would recommend watching Joker. Yeah, I think I would also recommend it. Um, I think it's really easy to to talk about movies like this um, that have like uh, that are kind of controversial without watching them. I think that watching them does just it, it makes any sort of discussion of that a little bit easier. And and I do think I, I think it's a pretty good movie in in many ways. You know, mental health questions aside. And so in that way, I think it is because I definitely had a good time watching it as well, uh, even if I was disturbed at some parts. And I think that especially if you're interested in the Oscars and whether or not it deserved those eleven Oscars, we didn't really touch on it. No, <laughs> I think it's eleven, by the way. It is, I, I, yeah, I looked okay. at it. Um, and I think, yeah, watching it will gives you a good way to look at that. And, yeah, like Danny said, because there's so much discussion, I think it's it's a good movie to watch. Yeah. Um, no, and I completely agree. And um, uh, all in all, I did enjoy the movie. Uh, I do recommend it. Um, if, you, if you're comfortable with the material in it, I say check it out. Um, because, as, as Sean said, uh, too, especially, um, it's, it's always much easier to have these conversations about a controversial topic when you're more familiar with... Uh, the content um it's harder to have a discussion uh w- without that so um yeah yeah do we also cool. very quickly want to talk about the mandalorian whether or not we recommend it or... yeah uh because we did talk about it very briefly yeah. i'm sure we'll come back to it at some point because i did have a whole rant with disney plus i oh, want to go fair, into fair. but like we kind of sidetracked and i really like the conversation we wound up having um so overall x-men movies the newer ones kind of recommend if you like comics not a huge fan but it's up to you i kind of like some of the moments uh, definitely watch the Quicksilver scenes. Sam Raimi, Spider-Man trilogy. I think we all highly recommend watching it. I think it's worth seeing at some point. Oh, yeah. uh, Mandalorian. I think that is a binge-worthy show. Hmm. I think watching it week by week was probably nice. I didn't get that full experience, but it seems like the type of show that it's all out now. I highly recommend you watch the full thing because it's got a lot of great parts in it. And as we said, Baby Yoda is fucking adorable. Hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you guys I- give similar ratings? Yes, I would say, um, specifically for The Mandalorian, uh, if you are a Star Wars fan, definitely give it a watch. There's like a lot of little things in there that are pretty fun. Uh, if you are someone who doesn't have Disney+, Plus, uh, you know, maybe keep it on your radar, uh, come back to it at a later time, but I-, I think it is like a good series worth watching. Yeah. And of course, all the other stuff that we discussed, um, if you're vaguely interested in comic book movies or hero movies at all, definitely all of those uh, are worth a watch. Yeah. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Once again, I'm Danny. I'm Sean. I'm Samson. Uh, This has been Bored and Browsing, uh, where we watch the shows because we've got time, and that way you can figure out what's best to use yours for. Uh, You can follow us on some social media. We will plug it underneath. Uh, If you guys have any personal plugs you would like to shout out, you're more than welcome to. Uh, Brush your teeth. 
<laughs> yeah, or don't. No, brush your teeth. <laughs> Do it. That's fair. All right, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.